Shake the arms, they always do. Warm up. <laughs> Are you allowed to say dickhead on this? I don't know, but I can't really play it too much longer because I think, you know, copyright infringement, but I think people know where it's going with it. Um, <laughs> with that, actually, right before we hit the intro music, that was played seven years ago at three o'clock in the morning when me and Eric lived with four of the people in the house as we were leaving at 3 a.m. to go to America. And I was thinking coming home because I was that guy who wanted to live in America at some stage. Little I know, six, seven years later, Eric, you'd be living over there for six, seven months and using that very same song to come back to Ireland when you leave tomorrow <laughs> to go back home. And with that said, guys, hit the intro music for this week's episode of Any Given Run Day. So Eric, the American journey's over for you. Yeah, I know, I know. It's coming to an end, Sean. I'm sitting here. All my bags are packed. I'm ready to go. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, uh, I'm sitting in an empty room now. Um, so yeah, it's, it's all coming to an end. It's been a busy last couple of weeks. I haven't got too much running in this week, I'm going to be honest. And you know what? We started our 5K challenge and I felt guilty because people are out there getting their runs in and I haven't been. But... If there's a lesson to be had for anyone who's doing any challenges out there, there are weeks where you're going to find it difficult to get runs in. Um, and don't do what I did. Don't feel guilty. And I've started to make peace with myself. It's been a busy week trying to pack a house and and uh, get ready. <laughs> pack your life into three bags again and, and, and make your way home. But sometimes the weeks won't, um, weeks won't line up, but next week we'll get back at it. But yeah, it feels strange. Uh, it's 20 degrees Celsius here now, and I, know, I don't even want to know what it is at home. Well, you are. I'm going to set it up right now because, first of all, fair play to the people who did run this week in a 5K challenge. I had one or two people get on to me personally saying, Sean, there is no way in hell I'm running this week. And they know who they are after listening to the podcast. They're like, Sean, I know I said I was going to do the challenge, but it's too freaking cold out there. They're even like tagging me on Facebook posts with like people walking around in shorts and be like, that's you and your running challenge. But here's the thing with the running challenge we picked an awful week to start it in terms of the weather. It has been freezing. It's been snowing a couple of days here. Uh, on Wednesday, I left at half five in the morning and I saw the road was white. But here's the thing. I got back that afternoon and I looked and the road wasn't white anymore. I'm like, damn it, I have to do my first interval session in seven months. We could, you know, piss and moan about the fact that it was a horrible week weather-wise to start and you could have picked a better week. But something's always going to come up. There's no one perfect Monday to start. There's no one perfect week to start. Yeah, it wasn't the best week in the world in terms of weather. It wasn't the best week in the world in terms of you doing, you know, getting home. But hey, how we started the next week, you're literally flying on a Monday. That would have been the best week to start on. And my point is, there's always different challenges, always different obstacles that come up. That you're, if you're sitting around and you're waiting for the perfect week and the perfect time to start without being stressed in work, without having this event or this event or anything else going on, you'll never get started. So those people that did start the 5K challenge this week, um, fair play to you guys. That's a brilliant start. Keep pushing, doing those runs, as well as doing the the workouts. I know I had a bit of a boo-boo on my end in terms of the, the Tuesday workout, but the Thursday workout, I was getting messages and stuff afterwards to people that did it. Uh, it was easily, the in terms of minutes watched and stuff like that on YouTube, probably one of the most popular ones over the first day or two. Um, so those of you that did that video, Fair play. Hopefully you guys keep sticking with the next six weeks. And I hope you're rewarded at the end of the six weeks by getting either your first 5K in or your best 5K in. 
Yeah, it's it is looking good. Now I do get home on Monday morning, so um obviously as isolated as I can be, I'll try and get some exercise in. But um yeah, it's a, it's as you said, I'm just making excuses really. There probably could have been fifteen minutes I could have got out there and ran a kilometer or two, you know, but it's uh just yeah, I'm making excuses and, and I'm in the heat, I hadn't even got snow. So thanks, <laughs> I didn't make sense, for, like you feel bad, but for, you know it is what it is. Thanks for calling me out, Sean. And everyone else didn't run. You're in the same boat as me. We're all we're all just got called out by Sean. So um but yeah, no, no, we'll we'll pick back up. And, and I know there's there's never a right time to do anything. There's never, you know, you, you, we haven't got the magic eight ball and stuff, but there will be a day or two where, you know, you just might have to move to train a session. Um, sometimes yeah. it does get in the way, but if at all possible, don't do what I did and do nothing. Wait until you see, wait until you see the little belly on me coming home from all the fast food I've been eating this week. But, uh, <laughs> it's, uh, it's unbelievable. I actually haven't been eating that much. I just think, I think I've reached my breaking point from the sugar-induced food. I think, I think I just oh, need Irish food. I uh, just I I'd say I say when I get home from just eating a uh, normal Irish diet at home, I'll, I'll I'll drop about four kilo in a day. But it's um, <laughs> yeah, I I do miss home food. It's something I'm looking forward to. But the run a week was good. Um, watching online, we got great engagement. We've got so many new members this week, Sean. It's great to see. Um, some would have definitely been put off by the weather. Um, and that's okay. I always say on all of our podcasts, Sean, I am a fair weather athlete. Um, not a big fan of running the rain, but it's we have always said as well. Some of the worst nights, windies and rain and miserable, we're like, I don't want to go. I really don't want to go. This is oh, this is hurting my soul. But then we do it. We come back. We've got raw red legs and raw red faces. But always feel better after the horrible, horrible runs. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's the sense of telling our own brains that oh, shut up. You know, like you can do it. Um, or just that mental willpower to put yourself through something you really don't want to do and still come out to the other side. It's a fantastic attribute that if people can build, it's just amazing having any aspect, whether it's the run, whether it's work life, you get a dirty task and work you just don't want to do. Having the mental power to say, I'm just going to do it and I'll feel fine afterwards or I'll feel good afterwards. Um, but it is well done to everyone who's got out there. I am dreading coming home to the cold. So you have my utmost respect for anyone. And I've seen people running in hailstones I seen them running in snow and I actually felt bad. I was like, I can't believe we actually made people do this. And then I was like, no, stop feeling sorry for them. Well done. This is great. (laughs) Um, No, it was absolutely fantastic. People who followed along with your classes, uh, it's it's great as well. It it, it adds in that extra dimension and I hope people are taking advantage of it. It's not all about running. It's not all about pound papers. We have to do other stuff as well. Um, using the other muscles in the body, making sure everything is firing for us when when we're running those long distances, um, and trying to get our best times as well. Um, and your classes and fairness on have been amazing. Um, really, really focusing on the other aspects of our bodies that we are going to use when we're running, and that's a really important thing. And I don't know if people realize that by doing the class, they're actually training for running as well. Yes. It's not a case of oh, but I ran yesterday and I'm running tomorrow, so I'm not going to train today. The class is part of the training. You're working different muscles in a different way that you would when you're running. And it's a great way to to really, especially with the joints and stuff. Running is quite difficult on the knees and stuff. And I've always suffered with it because I won't, I'll forget to do my prehab or I'll get lazy and I won't do it for a couple of weeks. Then I start to feel the knees and stuff feeling it because I'm not activating those muscles. And fair play, Sean. It's, and I'm, look, I don't give you credit often, but it, it really is. You've, you've put a lot of thought into those classes for the people who've taken part 
Um, and I just hope they realise they realise what it means when they do those classes and they do the run the next day. Um, but we've got some great views. Some people have, have done some fantastic things. Some people don't want to post their times as well, but that's totally okay. Yeah. We're okay. As long as you're saying you've got your run in. Um, some people are embarrassed because I'll put up I ran in this time. And But again, once you're getting out and doing it and following along, that is the main thing. We're here to add a little bit of pressure so that you feel the guilt when you don't get out and run. Well, we're not here to judge. We're here to encourage. And it's just been phenomenal to see. It, it really is motivating when you see so many people, particularly, like I'm speaking from 20, it is raining, I'll give it that. It's raining, <laughs> here, but it's still like, still like 20, 20 degrees. degrees. You're getting no sympathy. <laughs> I can bring me Lynx Africa out there and have a shower if I want. It's absolutely beautiful. But it's, uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, it is. It has been phenomenal. And, you know, we always say winter miles in one of our episodes, winter miles for summer smiles. Yeah. And it's a good little model to tell yourself that because a lot of us are always beach bod ready. And, you know, all the gimmicks that come around of why you should exercise early in the year. But, you know, if you're willing to do the hard days when the sun is shining on you then in the, the summertime, you're getting a bit of a tan, you know, not because you're going to the beach. It's because you're you're progressing your training. And it's nice to keep that consistency even through the hard days and mentally it's really, really good when you're you're reaching that fourth kilometer looking for your fifth and you're like, oh, I want to give up. But you know in your head you've done hard, crap, cold, wet runs and you're like, this is nothing. At least it's not raining. It's a little motivator to be like, okay, well, it's slightly better. At least the wind isn't blowing in my face. I have a little bit more energy. And that's why those horrible, horrible runs are really good for the mental power when you're when you're trying to reach your best time, when you're trying to go a longer distance. It's just amazing. So if you haven't done it, try it. Just push yourself. See what it takes to just get out in those horrible nights. People think you're crazy. Your wife, girlfriend, dog will look at you going, even the dog won't go with you. But <laughs> it is important to get out there. It, it, it benefits you so much in the long run and it helps you build that confidence in your own consistency that no matter what, you can get out there. If you miss a day for work, if you miss a day, kids are sick, that's okay. You can pick that up. A day missed does not ruin your training program. Two days missed will not ruin your training program. It's just important to keep that consistency. But in Ireland, if you are basing your training on the weather, you're not going to be consistent. So you just need to be mentally prepared, get a nice coat and just get out there and get it. I find one of the best feelings is always that long run on a Sunday. It's miserable out. You know, it's raining, whenever it's cold. You get it done, you get back in, you have your hot, warm shower and then you just sit in front of the TV and, and, and the room's all heated up. And just that feeling, looking outside, seeing how miserable it is, and you feeling nice and warm, and knowing you got out there and got that run in, it, it, to me, there's very few better feelings than that. Um, I, I get a kick out of it. And just like you said, that mental battle of being like, yeah, I actually, I didn't want to get out there, and I got out there and did it, because that's where the growth happens. That's when you get outside your comfort zone, and you do get get stronger and better in every which way. Yeah, it really is, really is. And that feeling, you know, people talk about runners high when they complete a race and stuff. You don't need to complete a race to have that feeling like that. When you conquer something that you really didn't want to do, like crappy weather and stuff like that, when you come home and you're showered, that shower is the nicest shower you'll ever have. Yeah. And that's it on the couch is the nicest sit down you've had all week. And it's, it's hard earned. And, and when we were going back a year ago, Sean, we were looking at marathons and triathlons and we, uh, when I do my long runs, I'd run 27 kilometers on a Sunday at, half eight in the morning and then I'm sitting on the couch at 12 o'clock and people are like do you want to do this do you want to eat this do you want to do it the whole day is mine I look at my watch of 3,000 calories burned I'm shoving cake into my mouth and it's all it's all okay I've no guilt 
And then, you know, whatever slip ups I might have had diet wise during the week, you rectify, you know, like it's just, yeah. it is a whole circle. It's a, it's a big cycle and judging it week by week, you know, when we talk about calories, we talk about training, how many minutes do we run during the week? How many calories do we take in or burn during the week? You know, a long run on a Sunday, on a day where you didn't want to, you can rectify an entire week. You really, really can. And you can, you, that feeling of completion on a Sunday night can really set you up for next week as well. And it's, it's an amazing feeling. It, it keeps that cycle of consistency going. 100% sets you up. Switch gears a small little bit in this one because I went down a rabbit hole uh, reading a few running oh, books. I'm surprised. You know, I'm doing well, lady. I'm doing well. You know, anyway, um, <laughs> I saw this thing this month. Um, though I, I actually posted in the running group. Um, so I think I want to say Norway and Norwegian guy comp- completed in his bare hour, feet or something in his bare feet in the snow in one hour and 44 minutes set a record of course Winhoff Mr. Iceman himself was, ha- held the previous record before at two hours and ten minutes and for some reason out of all that I, I, I just thought about the um, the bear running part and not just bear running the snow just bear running in general and it led me down a rabbit hole of, of thinking about uh, minimal training run, uh, running and uh, remember those Viber shoes with the, the, the separate oh, the yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah down that and heard about lawsuits doing that I'll get that in a second another one reading the book at the moment it's called uh, Ready to Run uh, Kelly Starrett and he was influenced by uh, we've talked about this before in the podcast I haven't actually read the total book we talked about shit uh, Born to Run Christopher McDougall and oh, yeah. Barefoot Running so yeah. basically the idea behind Barefoot Running is and, and we've po- posted some of our stories to have a few people respond to be like Barefoot Running is key and all the rest um, and they talk about Barefoot Running helping with your running mechanics in terms of running your, your forefront stuff like that and was when you get runners you um like for example my runners i have the heel uh the bigger heel my minor the hoka one ones the cliftons are are like a rowing boat so i would heel strike and kind of roll on it i'll help protect my heel and my achilles because i've problems with my heel and achilles and just whatever way i run through the gate analysis but the the people that would be for barefoot running would be like if um you're not running the right right gate. You're not running the way you should be running because you're using these other supports that are helping you run through the wrong way you're running. You should do it this way. Now, personally, I think that, you know, you could have a combination of both. I should be working more on my, my calf strength, and especially my glute strength, going back in terms of the, the classes earlier. And that's what we talked about doing different things like that because my glutes are weak when I run. And because my glutes are weak, something else has to work harder. Um, and that's my calves. My calves work harder. Uh, I'm proud of the size of my calves, not to boast. Um, but, but they're working harder, and that's why they get injured. They're tightening up and all the rest from there. So, <laughs> like I said, there's 21 different points I'm showing at you here. One, I suppose, um, have you heard much about barefoot running in terms of those you see in tra- triathlons? Uh, have, have seen it, but I always ask the question, have these brilliant people ever stood on a piece of Lego? <laughs> Probably you know, not. Like that, run out there. Yeah, look, I understand. I understand. Look, I totally get it. Like, but we're naturally, we weren't born with shoes. We're not, we're not made to wear shoes, etc., etc. Well, we're also weren't born with clothes, but you still wear a coat when you're going out in the rain. You know, like, it's just, yeah. like, like when we're going across roads, glass, everything, we're not running in lush green fields. You know, it's not, like you, Say to anyone, it's like, oh, it's a great concept about this barefoot runner. And it's like, yeah, 
that's great. But what about your foot being cut up to bits, infections that you're going to get, the glass that was smashed across the road that you're like... 100%. Like, like I do get it. I do get it. Like, there's a lot of science in the whole mechanics of running and stuff. But equally, as you have said, you bought the Hulk at once to suit your gait. There's a lot of science gone into the fact that we wear these clothings to make us better. Like, if the science in the shoe didn't work, would there be so much outcry about the vapor flies that he wore to win or to break the half marathon record? Because surely if you ran it in his bare feature, that's the best running he could have ever done. Yeah, that, that, that's true. Obviously gave, gave, gave him an advantage. And it's funny you should bring up the science on it because I was reading into it. There's actually, there's very little science to show that barefoot running is better in terms of the idea is better. But I think if I went out now and ran barefooted i'm not i'm pretty sure because i can't be sure but i know i'd have issues in my calves because i'm all, i went from something that had so much support to so little support and people start just going straight out into it and that's going to cause an injury if i don't step on a whole pile of lego out in the middle of the road um, <laughs> but like i did that the, the fiber thing i saw fiber hang on pronouncing that right uh fiber and fiber by the way um they actually got sued i never knew this like 2014 really? because they said that it reduces injury and um, that wasn't scientifically proven that that, that minimalist shoes uh, reduce injury and um, because that was the whole claim it, it got huge in around 2006 2007 and then the um the book chris mcdougall's book came out in 2009 and then it got even bigger from there but they ended up having huge payouts and stuff in like uh 2014 2015 because like they, they couldn't back up their claims and then like the, the studies have been done since is like there was one study it, it was really really screwed the way they did it there's like there wasn't much difference between um barefoot running and having like supported shoes when you're running in terms of injuries they were roughly the same but those that did barefoot running only ran 24 kilometers over the course of the week and those that had the runners ran 41 kilometers over the course of the week I was like yeah well, if you're running less, you're going to have less chance of getting injured because you're not fucking yeah. running, you know? And yeah. so it does not, it does, does, there's not a lot of stuff that, so like I'd say to people, look into it. If you've issues with running, look into why you have those issues and try and correct them. Like I keep going back to my calves because that was a talking point on, on this podcast last year is I'm doing a lot of stuff now with mini bands and and, and working up my strength up my glutes, strengthen up my core so that other parts of my body are working just as hard as my calves. And it's going to take me a while. Like I still heel strike when I run. And, and even that, I went into a rabbit hole looking at that. Some people heel strike, some people four strike. I land on, on, on the balls of toes. Some people hit the ground as hard as they can. Some people bounce more when they run. If you're obviously, if you're doing barefoot running, you're going to bounce a little bit more. It's kind of like different running gates, stuff like that. I, I, I think it comes down to find what works for you, just like it does with nutrition. Or Absolutely. You- but like, Sean, you're, you're a, a spring 21 year old. Like, you've played sport, you've, you've done so much in 21 years. Like, you're not going to be, we can be focused on our gait, but you cannot really change how you have learned to run over your formative years. You know, your your body is adapted oh, over so long. Yeah. Now, we can, we can focus on being more on our toes. We can focus on leaning forward, arm placement. But when you get tired, you revert back to the natural state of how has Sean done this for the last 30 years or whatever it is. So it's, it is very difficult for people to say that. And that's why we're talking about like, make sure you have the right shoes because 
we can tell you, be focused to not heel strike. But we know when you get tired, it's going to happen. I know my hips go up and down when I get tired and I need to focus on my core and remind myself to tighten my core when I run. But like when you're when you're looking at these guys who are like, oh, if we just go back to running barefoot, it's going to fix everything. When you were running around with nappies on, you were running around barefoot and that's where you learned that gait. That's, that's, that's where you learned it all in your sitting room and that's where the Lego was stood on and that's when shoes started to be worn. And like, like I, I, I do, I, I do think that when you look at recovery, barefoot recovery is something that I would agree with. I agree with using a tennis ball or a hard ball underneath the sole of the feet because we carry a lot of tension in it. We carry a lot of attention and, and yoga, particularly anyone who has tried any of the yoga classes we've done in the past, when we're sitting on our, our heels or when we're sitting on our toes, we're getting that flex into them and that stretches them. They can be quite painful. Some who are listening now, if you take your thumb and rub it up the arch of your foot with a little bit of pressure, you'll probably say, ooh. And there's a lot of tension in there because we spend so much time on our feet cramped into the shoes. Me, again, not a scientist, but I have my methods, be them mad or not, but... I'm a big fan after a run or while I'm sitting watching TV, I have a, one of those hard kind of balls underneath um, my feet and I just roll them I, out of boredom and all. It's it's slightly therapeutic. I don't even notice I'm doing it anymore. Yeah. But I'm yeah. noticing a big difference in the tension in my feet and the flexibility of my feet. And it really helps where I notice it down is when I get in the water. I'm not cramping. My feet aren't cramping because I do so much run cycling. My feet aren't in the opposite flex the other way, the flipper design for the swimming. But when I start to do that after long runs and stuff, I'm starting to get those cramps in the arches of my feet. So it really, really helps me with that. So again, do I, do I think barefoot running, is there something to it? There could be. Yeah. yeah. Is it practical? No. Is it is it going to be something I'm going to do? Not really, unless I'm chasing you around the house. or You know, like it's, it's not going to be anything I, I'm going to invest time in because like, there's maybe maybe we are being told a lie, but I don't think so. There's so many brands like Asics and Adidas and Nike that have put so much time and research into the best shoe for athletes who are running, the best support, the best cushion if you're going long distance, spikes for trails. You know, like there's there's stuff out there. Like, you now everyone's going to turn around and say, what about the lads that go up Crow Patrick as well? Fair play to them. I'm never going up Crow Patrick in my bare feet. That's just it. I'm not mentally. That's just like if we're talking about like watching people's gait, it'd be like me running on hot stones and you just hear noise like, ooh, 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 and it'd be half on my toes. And like, it's, I just don't get it. I, I'm guessing they're only running in grass in these studies as well because they definitely weren't running on the roads. So it's, anyway, you've wound me up, Sean. You've wound me up. I'm just getting annoyed. Fair enough. I did do Crow Patrick years and years ago with a college trip and um, one lad wanted to do it with his bare feet. So I was halfway back down I was still meeting him. We was getting carried back down because only made it halfway up. And that's because he wasn't used to being in his bare feet. So that's the pretty much the sum of what we're talking about. Don't yeah. do any things that are completely rash, that completely change how you run. Like don't, like, don't say, oh, well, okay, you know, bare feet will help me run run better, it'll help my help me run more naturally. I, I'm going to start going out tomorrow and do a 10K tomorrow. No. Whatever about the fact that, whatever about the opinion that barefoot might be better, jumping from one extreme to the other is a recipe for injury. Speaking of um, water and stuff like that, we'll wrap up this podcast because you have to get back over there. And when you're back over there, you've got a big training regime that's going to involve water in the pretty near future. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm 
Yeah, yeah, don't yeah, real now is what is. I wasn't calling you out before. I'm calling you out now. You've yeah. got a big challenge ahead of yourself for the rest of 2021, son. <laughs> why do you why do you think I didn't feel bad about missing a few days this week? <laughs> 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 to be honest, I think I think it's very much the calm before the storm. But yeah, we've we've a few things. I'm looking forward to getting back. Uh, looking forward to getting back training with a few of my training partners back home as well and uh just seeing where the where where the, the year brings it's it's gonna be amazing and and we'll we might give me a week just to settle back in and then we'll start we'll start uh sharing out some of the plans. Um but yeah it's it's gonna be it's gonna be good. I'm actually looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to the challenge and you know we, we can't preach and not do so I'm very much taking myself out of the comfort zone or something I think I'm able to do but yeah, I know. I know somewhere if I just stick at it, it can be done. So yeah, we'll uh, we'll 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 give it a go. We've a lot to get done, but we just survived this flight home first. <laughs> so, hundred percent. On that note, guys, thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Any Given Monday podcast. We will have the link up in the description for our running group as well. Uh, week two starting today. I suppose if you listen to this on Monday, February fifteenth, um, week two starts the challenge. Even if you haven't got any runs in last week. You know, it doesn't mean you have to miss out on the entire five weeks. Just get out there. Try and go with the program. You'll have a couple of different options up there. Do what you can in the runs. Just try and get out, do something. I hope at some stage it will start to get warmer. It has to get warmer. Science warmer has science said it's gonna get warmer as we get close and close towards summer. Um but why not, like Eric said earlier, winter miles for summer soft smiles. And that's all we're gonna say in that one. Thank you once again for listening to this week's episode of the podcast with myself and for one last time from Eric over in Alabama. Take care. Bye.